Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. Before I start, I would absolutely love it. Well, there's two things. I have a new record coming out this Friday, Friday the 5th of February. And it is called Run Run. It is a collaboration between myself and Jaded and featuring the amazing Arco on the vocals. I'd absolutely love it if you could go pre-order it on Beatport. Um, it would mean the world to me if you could. Um, however, if you don't want to do that, make sure you hit subscribe and like this episode, um, whether you're on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify. Give us a little review as well or in the comments below. That'd be great. Now, coming up on the podcast this week, Manolo. Manolo, I've known him for probably about a year and a half now. Um, I was introduced to him by Bot. Um, I think we met at his house. And then it was we worked out that it was just over a year ago we were hanging out at my show in LA. And then we, we grabbed lunch together the the day after with a load of friends and I've always followed Manolo's music since we kind of met and it's always like it's always been a little bit different um and I've really liked that and I've always really liked his persona how he holds himself in public and on social media and and just his outlook on life then Covid struck and he started doing this insane art and it was just absolutely amazing. I I think I saw his first post and I hit him up and was like, dude, this is amazing. Like keep that shit up. And, and he has, and he's had some amazing things that's come out of creating art and creating music. So I thought it would just be perfect to get him on the show. Um, so without further ado, Manolo. Manny, what's cooking, man? Oh, not much, man. Just staying busy, you know, keeping my mind occupied. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, you're in LA right now, right? Yeah. How is it out there? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I I always seem to look at things from a positive perspective. So, um, things can be better considering what's happening. You know? Yeah, definitely, man. I was just literally taking a piss just a second ago. And I was thinking, when was the last time I saw you? And it's literally like exactly a year ago. Was it? It was like that was a year ago, like three days ago. It was like your show, I think, at Exchange. Yeah, I, I played it. Was the last time. I played Exchange, and then we all went for lunch the next day. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we had, I think, yeah, we had ramen before your show too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, that was a fun night. It was, it's funny that, uh, you say a year ago too, cause I was just talking to Andrea about, yeah. and, uh, we were like, yeah, just, just yesterday, a year ago, we were at, uh, Matt Spurlock's birthday party, you know, oh, like, yeah. and, and it felt like, it felt like maybe a couple of months ago, you know? So it's weird to have that put in this per- perspective what, yeah, it's wild. Lived. For me, it was, feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only a year ago. It seems like so much has happened in such a short amount of time that it just feels like, it. Like even though it's been strange times with coronavirus and there's been a lot of not much, but it's it's kind of a long time ago, but so much has happened in the in my life and in your life um, mm-hmm. and, and in the world and... It's mad to think that it was only a year ago we were all raving and eating ramen. The good days, yeah. man. The good days. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of... I, I, I'm grateful for the pandemic in that I was kind of like... Uh, I had my mind so focused on things where I was... Yeah. Uh, I had tunnel vision. Yeah. And I really wasn't paying attention to the bigger the bigger picture much, so... I'm kind of glad all this happened and it pumped the brakes a bit. So what for and, you is uh, what, what like with, sorry for butting in, but what for you is the bigger picture? Well, just where I am in my life and, and, and appreciating smaller things, Yeah, you know, uh, and, and not so focused on achieving, achieving a specific goal without being able to enjoy my day, you know? Okay. Let's talk about that. Uh, Let's talk about that because it, you like I think a lot of people are probably in the similar situation as you. Um but let's 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 take it back a year when we were together like what's what's changed in your perspective in in life like than from today to then. Uh well, the biggest thing is, for me that's changed is, is uh, taking on more responsibility, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was playing a, someone else's game, you know. Mm-hmm. At, at that time, I just launched uh, Manolo and released uh, quite a few projects. And I was part of, of what was happening around me, you know. And I really wasn't listening to myself and, yeah. and kind of telling my full-on story. Uh I was just participating in something that was already existing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when all of this slowed down and, and everyone seemed to stop, I couldn't stop. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, a lot of this stuff I do just because it's, it's therapeutic for me, you yeah, know, yeah. creating is therapeutic for me. So, um, it just allowed me to take more responsibility and more ownership of where I am and 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 what i want to put out in the world you know yeah man i love that i love that do you how long have you been writing music for ever since 2013 okay cool it's quite a while yeah because i came across you probably a couple of years ago i think i met you through 
Andrea or Bot. Yeah, I think we met we met at his house. I think it was Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I absolutely love your productions. They're always very like emotional. If that's yeah, if that's kind of the right thing to say, um, they're very like thought provoking, and not just your like general run of the mill um, club music, which I absolutely love because there's not especially in the scene that we kind of see ourselves in it's not many people that are actually doing that um mm-hmm. it seems to always be the same record or a lot of the same over and over again and i think it takes it's it's really interesting when somebody does something a little bit different and i remember when you sent some records over it was probably about a year and a half ago and i was like you like auto, like for me like I, sometimes I automatically just judge, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this is gonna be, and then I listen, and I was like, damn, this 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 is good, <laughs> this is good, yeah. and that's really like arrogant of me to do that. Um, but you know how it is—the amount of promos you get sent on, or when you go through promo emails, the amount of records that are just the same. You scroll through Beatport, and they're all just the same. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really, it was really refreshing to kind of hear, hear your music. Um, why, why? Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. And I think early on, you know, when I moved to LA, I'm not originally from LA. Um, I moved to LA to pursue music, Yeah, you know, and I had, um, I had an, a whole life before LA. I had a career path I was on. I used yeah. to work. Uh, as a subcontractor for the military and backtrack before then I started as a DJ. Yeah. I was a DJ open format. Um, and then I, I had this opportunity to make some money, uh, working with the government and then I wasn't fulfilled. So after I decided to let that go and move to LA, I didn't know anyone here. I decided just to learn the ropes, you know, and, what I kept on running into were people that were still have that song that would make their career. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily them. It wasn't them. It, it was a song that they were either uh, following a trend mm-hmm. or, or I don't know what the, the, the inspiration was, but it wasn't them and it didn't fulfill them. And I always thought I will, I don't want to be that. Yeah. I've seen it happen. And, 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 you know, I only have one shot at, at being me and doing this. So if it's going to work, it's going to be me. Um, and that was one thing that it also took me a long time to release music because it takes a lot of courage to sound different. A lot yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was always surrounded by people that I look up to. And that was also another conversation where I'm just not up to that level. Uh, you know, and there was just a point where I, I think I just said, you know what, fuck it. You know, the time I have to do it now, I'm not getting any younger and I'm happy where I was. And I just had to put something out that was me. You yeah. know, I have tons of music. So it was just a matter of choosing what, what sounded right, what felt right. And as long as it was me and, and it felt like, uh, I, it felt like 
it was something authentic, yeah. then I had no problem with what existing in the world. And I think uh, there are a lot of lessons in that for me. Um, and once I got to that point, I'm like, man, I wish everyone can feel this. I wish every, everyone can kind of like get over that hump and, and believe in themselves a little bit more to do what they want to do, you know, because yeah. on the other, I mean, there's, there's really no other side. It's just another hump there, right? Like you, you believe in yourself and you, you do something and there's another wall right in front of you that another, you know, some self judgment there. And you're yeah. always trying to hold yourself back, uh, along the way, you know, but it's, uh, I just had to be me, you know, I had to, I didn't, I didn't care what anyone else sounded like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I really didn't. I enjoyed other people's music and, and I would never put anyone else's production down, but I was like, that's, that's cool over there, but that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I tried, there were a few times where I tried, I'm like, Oh, well, let me just try what, what to sound like, you know, yeah. what's happening. And I'm like, I, I just, it just felt disgusting to me. Like yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I can't, you know? So yeah, it was just that I had, if I was going to put things out in the world, it had to be authentic to me. And at that time, you know, where did that, where did that um come from though? Like, because talking from like my perspective, it's, it can be very easy as an artist to look at every other artist around you and be like, I want what they've got, especially when mm-hmm. you're kind of like starting out. Um, so the route you're going is actually the harder route it but it feels more real but where in Mm -hmm. your like why in your life is is that a thing for you because i think it takes a lot of uh, people a long time to actually kind of get that um well i I have an entrepreneur spirit you know Mm -hmm. and i I tend to always want to learn how things work and when I put the put the ball in someone else's court, it's never for the long, the long game. It, it, I always want the ball back, and I want to do everything and control everything myself. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's part of it. Um, but I don't want to go on a tangent here. I want to make sure I'm clear to what your question was because my mind goes. Go on tangents, man. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. It's like we've got as long as we want. But I, I think. I've just seen I've just seen people unhappy. Yeah. You know, with with a career that that was doing well on the outside and they were just uh, they were just a shell, you know. Yeah. And I just didn't want to I didn't want to experience that because you know, part of I know I'm going against the grain and I'm making things more difficult for myself. You know, but I feel like the the payout for me, not monetarily, but just the, the 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 journey for me is much more fulfilling that way. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I think the the extra work pays off in not necessarily financial gains, but it we don't do this for financial gains at the end of the day. It is still mm-hmm. a, it's still a business and we still have to make money of course and we still have to pay your rent and pay your mortgages and and whatever um but at the end of the day i i don't think many musicians that start out to make money last long because it takes so long to make money in this industry and 
in the arts it's not just in music it's in anything creative it, it takes you years and years to become um recognized to for somebody to want to pay for what you do um and i think when you eventually get there and or for me when i eventually got there i i started to learn who i was as a person and where i wanted to take my career if you know what i mean and i think evolution as an artist is key but yeah by for you going and just doing what you absolutely love there's not many artists that can truly say that they've done that from day one yeah yeah i mean also you know i was i do these morning walks and i was thinking about this i think just yesterday it's like you know you 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 you're just a person with experiences, right? Your, your entire life, you, you take in these different experiences, music, art, TV, uh, movies, and you take what you like and you create an identity around it, right? You take what happens to you, you create yourself out of those things. So what a waste would it be for me to ignore that and only make something according to the market? Yeah. You know, yeah. Instead of, things that influence my entire life and tell the story that way it's much more fulfilling it comes from a deeper deeper well creatively uh and you can't go wrong you know there's no bad production it's it's almost like you know i tell people all the time just look at it like you're writing a writing in your journal there's no wrong way to write in your journal yeah. you just do it you're just expressing yourself and getting things out on paper so it's just i treat that you know, with, with my art and with the music, it's like, just get out an emotion that you're feeling or, or a moment in time for you, whether it's now or in the past and, and, and express that, Yeah. you know? So when you tell me my music is an emotional, that's all, that's all, that's where it's coming from. It's an emotion for what I'm feeling or, you know, uh, a mood that I'm trying to portray. You yeah. Know? No, I love that. I love that. And I think, it's really interesting to see it kind of happen. And at the beginning of let's, let's go back. Actually, I want to talk about um, life as working in the military and things like that. And do you think how, do you think that's kind of changed how you look on life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had that rigor and I've had that, uh, the seriousness uh, of every move being, very important yeah you know and and i've i've seen the world in in uh in a perspective that my, not many have you mm-hmm. know and i appreciate a lot of people ask me well, how are you so positive all the time or 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 you know things just seem to roll off really easily for me yeah and it's not that i'm a pushover <laughs> i don't I, you know i can voice my opinion at the right yeah. time but a lot of times it's not the right time, you know, 90% of the time, it's not the right time. A lot of the stuff that you're experiencing isn't about you, you know, yeah. it's about whatever someone else is going through. So I think that's just allowed me to put things into perspective in a, in a way to serve me better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and just a lot of like ebb and flow with things that happen to you and not be so, so rigid, you yeah. know? And with the music, like I've, I've lived that life. I've made, I've made money and I've, I've worked a nine to five. That's what my beard is, is an anti nine to five yeah. for myself. <laughs> uh, 
I, I've worked that that strict lifestyle, and I and I made I made more money than most, and I wasn't satisfied. So I'm like, yeah. I, I know what that feels like. I don't want that, you yeah. know. And I'm fine if I have to struggle and create because I just I not knowing what's on the other side is enough for me yeah. versus you know doing things for money and just feeling empty uh i could do i could create and do this all day long you know sometimes it's it's a roller coaster don't get me wrong it's not you know it's sometimes i'm like why did i choose this path because it's just the <laughs> hardest thing i've ever done in my life but it, it it's it's what i chose and I, i'm gonna see it to the end you know and uh, to be honest there is no end but I'm i'm gonna see where i can take this you know no nah, man you're you're definitely right it's but i think that's the difference is when you're doing something because you absolutely love it and you're not doing it for any other reason apart from that it makes you happy it's you don't need any other gains from that you don't you don't need necessarily need the financial as much as what you can in a nine-to-five job you don't have those expectations whereas when you're doing something purely just to earn money it's okay how can i make the most money i possibly fucking can and mm-hmm. with the least amount of work I possibly have to do, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And in this job, it's kind of like the opposite. It's how much work do I have to put in to earn a bit of money? Oh, I lost you there. It's clear now. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. And And it's like how much... Like in the music and in arts and creativity, it's like how much work do I have to put in to to just earn a crust and just pay my rent and pay my mortgage and do all of that. And I think it's so important. And I, I really hope coronavirus has kind of helped people in this situation to be like, I can just do what I want. I don't have to. I want to do something I love, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think it's actually had that effect on people? No. No, I, I feel so it's a it's a business, right? A lot of these things, there's a lot of big players in the game manipulating a lot of things on the back end. Right. And and I, I sometimes I feel bad for the average fan because they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they feel they see somebody on the uptick, but it's really a lot of manipulation going on by the bigger the bigger players in the game that are, are invested in these artists. So it's like, um, I feel like the artists that are in those positions will keep on playing their position. It's, it's so much, it's more that they're part of a machine mm-hmm. that than their own creative journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that machine will like keep them in line, you know, and, and it's unfortunate uh, that that's, the way I believe things are, and it may not be true, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to keep the creativity, uh, the left and right of it is going to be tightening up more and more. You know what I mean? Until someone comes out that is being themselves and that's not playing that game. Uh, because if you have fans, it doesn't matter what happens. You have attention, you have fans, you know what I mean? So it's like, creating that fan base it should be every artist's you know first i guess goal instead of yeah. being a part of that machine because once you're part of that machine 
you're you're they're not, not really your fans. You fifty percent your fans, fifty percent the machines fans. You know what yeah, because I mean? they're generating that attention, generating those looks that you get. So it's like um, that's also again. I chose a harder path. I chose. I just. I see how this works. Mm-hmm. I respect it. I, I'm not downplaying it. That's the way it works, and it and it's working, you know. But I I want to let me try this. Yeah. Out. Let me try if I can make it work as an outsider, you know. See, I did it the opposite. I went the machine route. I went. I signed to Dirty Bird, and yeah, and automatically had a fan base. However, the where I kind of disagree with you on this to a certain extent is that there's let's just let's just use dirty bird for an example right because it's just easy mm-hmm. dirty bird has a huge fan base they have signed so many records yeah. yet every artist doesn't do the same on each on the label if you know what i mean not every artist is is as um successful mm-hmm. and and that's when i feel like it takes the artist to put the work in during because because the machine is giving you exactly what the machine gives you well it's 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 put the work in but it's also from a fan's perspective it's it's more than just the music right it's the look the story the brand um the aesthetic of how everything's coming across yep the rollout so the the music is in my perspective and i you know i'm all about the music but it's also such a small part it's, of the entire picture it's minimal the music is minimal it's like, probably the smallest unless part, unless you, know you I mean? unless you have i think it depends unless the record is so good that people can't get let's say for instance Sheba san okay right Sheba mm-hmm. was doing his thing before okay came out and had a bit of a fan base not huge though okay came out it was the biggest record dirty birds ever released and look at sheba now mm-hmm. sells out every record sells out pretty much every show yeah and i would say part of the the thing with sheba is that he didn't do any interviews he didn't really put his face anywhere he, it was like kind of a bit of a mystery of who he was at the beginning yeah it's not it's not saying you have to participate in those like those those different sectors, but they are there and you can manipulate them to, to, to fulfill whatever the brand is. So for the, for the fact that he didn't partake in any of that things, it created mystery around his brand for the fan. They don't even know what he looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not everyone needs to be front and center. You know what I mean? There's different, there's different uh, ways to take these brands. in. so I think, uh, you know, I, I get that. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm not, I don't agree or disagree. No, yeah, just, I get that, I get what you're saying. Like, that's just like my perspective on, on things. And I feel like, you know, you have to know those those things exist. Totally. And you can just play your cards how you want to, totally. you know. But I feel that, I don't know, I just, as as a lot of these bigger players get bigger, they, they take in, they take up more of the, 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 the space, you know, in the yeah. industry and they buy in, in more of of the culture per se and it's like it if they're not tastemakers mm-hmm. it's just gonna dull out the fan you know what i yeah, mean to- so oh, totally, I, I just yeah. feel i again taking the harder route because i've i just i don't know maybe maybe i just enjoy things to be harder 
or, or, or enjoy the longer journey. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but also maybe there's some more upside there too and a longer career. I think you know, realistically so. longevity is, is the key in this game. There's so many artists that bandwagon jump to keep mm-hmm. relevant rather than just doing what they do to keep relevant themselves. And I think when, and I, I mean keeping relevant by keeping your fans engaged and, and keep growing fans. Because at the end of the day, if you started playing, show, I started playing shows six years ago, well, full time six years ago. I've been playing shows for a long, much longer than that, but six years full time. I can guarantee you the people that used to watch me six years ago, they're probably not even going to clubs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of them are getting married and having kids. So going to parties yeah. and realistically listening to club music is much more like you, you need a new fan base. And it's there's a lot of artists that I find that have haven't kept relevant with their fans. How do you think how for you do you feel like you would keep relevant i think i think as you grow as an artist your taste changes so it's expressing that that taste so that maybe maybe you can start to make things for those fans that are getting older you know i always i always wonder so what happens to those people once they get older because the market is it's a young forward facing mm-hmm. market. Yeah. And then there's this entire group of people that are just not taken care of after that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they, they're just like, Hey, it's just not a cool thing to do to please a 30, 40 year old market, but they're there and they're kicking, yeah. they're listening to something. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm not saying that that's my goal, but I think there's a lot of strategy behind it too. You know, it's like, I, as much as I enjoy the creative side of things, I also love the business side of things just yeah. as much of probably, if not even more, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy strategy. I enjoy figuring out uh, what would what would like tip things in in, in my favor. Uh, and I'm not there as an artist yet, but when I do get to that point, I'm very cognitive of 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 that space and maybe how to do that, you know. But um, it just has to be tastefully done, you yeah. know? And I think, I've, I think you've done that beautifully. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you know how to get the attention and then just like re- retract away a little bit and create, I think when you do that, it's, it's much cooler. You're not putting yourself out there completely and saying, um, this is me. It's just like, you just throw a little sample out there and let them come to me. You yeah. know what I mean? And you did that with, uh, I can't remember the name of the record, it, but it, it was that record where, with a long break and it was very short. The Designs for You yeah. remix, yeah. So you, you did that perfectly. You, you left it where um, I almost felt like it was open-ended. It didn't, it didn't really give you everything you wanted, but then you would just listen to it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to fulfill that, that need for it mm. to be longer, you know? And I was like, Oh, this is brilliant at the right time too. That's nobody was really doing anything like that. Nobody really, everybody was just doing the same shit. You know, yeah. here you come, you just drop that record and kind of like not even really 
push it with everything you got. I, I felt like you kind of like let it marinate in, in, in the, in the culture for a little bit. And it just created a life of its own, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, I think little things like that, you know what I mean? Where, where you're paying attention to where you are as an artist, but you're also pushing, you know, the, the boundary for your sound a little bit more and letting fans know like, Hey, I'm still growing too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is, uh, doesn't sound like a lot of my previous catalog and it doesn't have to, you know, here I am, like it or not. Yeah. So I it's, thought that it's a battle doing things like that. It's, it's a proper battle, man. Um, I, and I don't know how you felt at, in this like day and age, but I've like during coronavirus, I've written a lot of very different stuff and a lot of very different, like I've got a single out on, it's going to be Friday next week. Um, but Friday when this comes out and it's like not what I would put out usually, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. But I love it. And I, you're right. I think for me, that's the reason why I started a record label is to start to um, release music that doesn't, I, I was always writing music that wouldn't fit on people's labels. Mm-hmm. Um and it just got to the point for me where I had to create an outlet for myself um, to just release music that I really like writing. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough though because it it took me a long time to get that get there, and it's having the confidence to for me the business side of it is huge. And I want. Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot of I don't knows when you're when you're in that when you're on your own. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're and you're making this happen. And I, I, I'm, I'm always trying to educate myself uh, on on the way these things are happening and the way the business is moving. And and I'm not a big fan of his music. Russ, a hip hop artist, but I'm a big fan of how he handles his business. Okay, I've not heard of him. You know what I mean? How does he do it? Well, he's uh, he self releases a lot of his stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he sells out arenas on his own, where a lot of these artists that are part of major labels can't can't do that. They have to have another artist that they're tagging along with to fulfill to fulfill that those spaces. You know, so yeah. he. One of the things that, that he always said that, you know, playlisting, everybody's paying attention to playlisting. So he's like, when you when you submit these songs as your label, you're pressing the same submit button to these playlists that these labels are. Totally. People try to think that these labels have these connections uh, with these playlisters. A lot of times it, it, they, they, they don't. They get turned down all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So why not take that risk? And you press that submit button versus giving them totally. a share of what you're doing. And, you know, of course, there's other leverage that they have, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I enjoy, again, the harder route. And I'm going to just do, you know, I'm, I'm still going to release on labels. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm still going to do my own things yeah, and learn the back end of these things because that's ultimately also going to help my music. Yeah. No, I, t- well, I totally agree. Know? I think um, you're. 100% right when it comes to the self-releasing thing. Um, and 
mate like major record label there's a difference between an artist and somebody that's just put out a record that's done really well and you'll mm -hmm. see this on on spotify um and apple music well you don't see it on apple music because they don't show you the stats but you'll be yeah. able to see like the the first few records that were signed to a major that had millions of streams and then they do another release on a smaller label and it doesn't have as many streams or they try and do a show and no one turns up and there's a difference between it's really it's really interesting i talked to my manager about this a lot um and it's street it's almost like there's two businesses now it's almost like it used to be like music and yeah. music sales and fans are one right like if you sold 200 records you could probably sell 200 tickets where now there's artists that's that stream millions of streams due to playlisting but they couldn't even sell 50 tickets to a show mm -hmm. and it's kind of where the industries are split because if you're if you're streaming millions of, of streams you can actually earn a reasonable good living if the deal's not bad with the label which is going to be if it's a major label um but then if you can't sell the tickets you don't have a fan base and Ooh. it's really strange because there's like this huge population of spotify artists that no one know who's the art who the artist is they just know the song yeah and i think that's massive failure in this industry because you're just creating a throwaway industry it's getting worse now with tiktok it's, it's so bad <laughs> and don't get me wrong or, there's or there's there's a lot of pros to it like i think it's great spotify apple music tiktok even that all these streaming platforms are actually paying artists and mm -hmm. artists can earn a full-time living from selling records or streaming records. Like I was, I was working or I was doing some research on a, on some like more like down tempo stuff. And there's a, a record label called like cow or something or car. I, I don't know off the top of my head. And they like have a playlist that's got 4 million followers on and every single artist that they release that they're, they're like averaging like four to six million streams per record mm -hmm. and i've never like no one's ever heard of these artists these artists don't tour yeah. they don't do anything they literally just write music and put it out and it's like a machine and that's how they earn their money and i think it just depends on uh, as an artist who you want to be but in the in the dance scene I'm seeing it a lot where you're getting somebody that has a lot of streams, but no one knows who they are yeah. and no one's looking to see who they are. It's just the record streams, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's someone figured out how to make money uh, on this, on this platform. Maybe they don't even care about building up a brand. You know what I mean? They just, they're just, they found that they can make music that, that pleases a crowd and they can create some kind of stream revenue from it. Mm. If that's their intention, get the bag, you know, make yeah. some money by any means. If, if you, if you, if you're trying to build a brand, 
then obviously it's not working. Try to figure out what you have to do to, yeah. to create something around the music so that people are in, trying to engage and figure out more about you or, or it doesn't even have to be about the artists all the time too. Though. I think it's, uh, if it not for, not for everybody, a lot of people don't like to be front and center mm-hmm. or, or even be part of any of that game, you know? So I don't know. I'm, I, I know it's, it's getting worse with, with TikTok and that people know these songs and you know, you'll, you'll come across that page. You're like, Hey, I'm the guy that made that song. Like, people just don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, they're like, Oh, that's cool. Next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the turnaround is even worse than it was when we were, when Spotify was starting, Yeah, you know, where I, I can imagine songs being even two minutes now, you know what I mean? Like, or less. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just where things are. You know, I, I I'm not one of those purists that wish things were the way they were before. I don't. Because that's just not how that's not how things work. No. <laughs> you know, that's not it's nice. It's nice to think that, but you, you gotta be thinking ahead if you're trying to, to really be part of what's happening and and, uh, and make this a long career. It'd be nice to be nostalgic about things, but that you're just wasting time. You, you, wasting you, things were the way they were. Yeah, I also think people that, like it is great to look back on times but at the end of the day pre-internet like it was a handful of people that were successful in music now the internet's like mm-hmm. a fuck ton of people are successful in music and at the end of the day i want a world where there's more creatives earning money than non-creatives and mm-hmm. Also, nowadays with the internet, you can actually earn a very good living from being a creative and just doing everything online. Yeah, I think I think this pandemic put that into high high uh, high gear. You know what I mean? Where it forced everyone to work from home and, and forced the industry to to match. Yeah, uh, that as a new norm. You know, and I feel like there's just if if you're just not trying to, to, to go with how things are going and you're not making things better, you're creating friction mm-hmm. and that friction is only going to slow you down. And there's someone else who's ahead of you trying to get further and look yeah. into the future and where things are going. You're just going to be left in the dust, totally you know? Agree. And it's, it's nice. It's not, you know, I'm, I think about it often, you know, I think about how things used to be, but you know, that's not, that's not going to serve me. It's not going to get me where I want to go. So it's like, Hey, you know, Let's figure out where we want to go. You, you have know, to let's figure out where you have to, man, because otherwise you're going to be one of those people that gets left left in the dust. No one, no one mm-hmm. else is looking looking out for you at the end of the day, and I don't mean that in a no horrible one. way. No one's looking out for me. The last thing I want to do is like I'm always thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? You might have a record that's super successful, but it's what's next? Like that record's not going to be successful in five years time. Yeah. People might be nostalgic about it and be like, Oh, can you remember that record? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's you've got to just keep going. And yeah. the people that are successful are the, are the people that just keep going. And that's in anything. Yeah. man. That's in anything. That's in like any walk of life. It's just, you just got to keep that, keep pushing, pushing on. Yeah. And do it anyway, which is a nice segment. Yeah, do right. it. Do that's, it. That's, that's, <laughs> that was a big, 
a big hurdle for me, you know, with with the art stuff. Uh, it was it was all so random. Before we start, mate. Before we start, I kind of want to go back and explain. Like, I want you to explain what do it anyway is, um, and kind of how it's how what you do because I I I think there's probably some people that listen to this that don't know what what you do as well on top of music. Of course. Uh, so do it anyway came from, uh, I just had a ton of time on my, on my hands, you know, due to the pandemic and I couldn't enjoy my day if I wasn't, if there wasn't anything productive happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've always been creative, you know, all my releases with exception of one, I did the artwork for, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just a very hands-on person, and I, I just, I, 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 I've always felt like just a very creative person, you know. So I wanted to, I wanted to sketch, I wanted to draw, and you know, my wife bought me an iPad for my birthday, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, I don't even know what kind of app I need to use. I just Google what app can I draw on. Procreate was a, the, the most popular. So I got in, didn't know how to use it. And I started just just drawing, mm-hmm. painting, drawing, whatever, digitally. And I, I put the thing, I put my first piece out. Um, and I was surprised. People were like, oh, man, this is so cool. And even you, you know, you messaged me like, hey, yeah. I would buy this. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, okay. All right. So I just kept on doing it. And at that time I was, I wasn't making much music. Uh, so I just was, I wasn't feeling very creative, you know, and I hit actually a very depressive state because of that. And I, I was just, things were just flowing. Like I felt like a spectator. <laughs> I was sitting there watching things happen. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is cool. I'm doing this. Holy shit. And I would do two or three pieces a day. And then, um, I, I, I would feel myself judge my work. Mm-hmm. I would feel that, oh, this isn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, and I would just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm just, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm going to put this out, you know? And a lot of the stuff was, was very sloppy. It was very just like, I don't know, it looked like a five-year-old did it, you know? Yeah. But I just didn't care. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to put it out and it makes me feel something. And I did it anyways, right? So the idea was, I'm like, oh, there's a message in this. There's there's something tangible that I want to get across to to people that I that I appreciate, you know. It's like there's always gonna be that voice in your head. There's always gonna be that internal conversation. The judgment never goes away. But sometimes for a while, it's good to just let that shit go. Yeah. And create from a from from just a pure space, you know, maybe even uh looking back and, and, and looking at it in perspective, letting the inner child just go for it, just go, yeah. you know, and just don't pin it down, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I remember I was making the zine, the little magazine of all the artwork. Uh, and I had to create some kind of cover art and I was, I was like, fuck it, do it anyway. I typed it in there, created the font, put it in there. And I don't even know what it really meant all a hundred percent at that, at that time, but it just resonated with me. I'm just like, and, and 
yeah, it just it once I put it out and it just landed even more. The the message landed even more internally where I'm just like, okay, there's the this the the, the voice is definitely there. Mm-hmm. The judgment is definitely definitely there. Uh so let's control it a little bit more or let's just create from a, a fun space, yeah. you know, instead of judging things so much. And it actually uh helped my music out a ton. I would try things that I'd never tried before because I just didn't have the courage to do that. Yeah. You know, I recording my own vocals on a song. I did that after I did the art. The art was making me more, uh, I guess, I was just more creative with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was feeding off of each other. Uh, the different mediums were helping each other. So that's that's what the do it anyways message was for me, where it was just like, hey, you know, that voice is never going to go go away. Acknowledge it. You know, but also give yourself a a chance to create from from a free space. You know what I mean? Free of that judgment, free of of expectation, free of anything. Just yeah. do it. Love it. Love it. And and I I remember my 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 friend's wife was like, "Hey, I love this art. Uh, maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is uh this is the thing for you. You know what I mean?" She's not really into house music. She's like, yeah, I don't know about the music stuff, but maybe the art stuff is. This is, and I'm like, hey, you know, I appreciate that. And she's a major in in the, in the army, so she's tough. And she was like, I want, I want you to, you know, are you gonna do some paintings? And I'm like, ah, I really don't know what I'm doing with paintings. <laughs> uh, you know, right? The judgment kicked in. The normal. The normal conversation and she hit me she's like well you're gonna do it anyways right like, <laughs> right that's so good coming from a military person because it's it's classic military mentality it's just oh, do yeah. it so you know she she actually she got one of my first paintings and uh yeah i, I noticed that it was when i first put the canvas up I'm like it was a, a blank canvas was intimidating i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i don't know anything mm. about acrylic paint or or these paintbrushes and, 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 and setting up the canvas. And sure enough, I just went on YouTube, learned a few things, and just went on there. A lot of times, I didn't even really care about tutorials. I just, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And then whatever questions arise after I did it, yeah. you know, I, I'll try to to uh, figure those things out. But yeah, it, it was a big... It was a big moment for me, and and I still have to remind myself, you know, like to to just get out of my own way. Yeah, you know, um, not overthink things. If I feel like something is cool, it's cool for me. It's mm. fine. It's fine. You know, don't don't worry about it. You yeah, know, just yeah. just always try to push the boundary a little bit, but also just just create. You know what I mean? Just just stay in that moment and, and keep on feeding that that urge to create. So. Yeah, that that's what the do it anyway stuff was for me in that moment. Like, it's there's a lot of stuff. I I'll tell this story too. There's a lot of open doors that it's open for me. Um, where you know I, I make reggaeton too. I make a lot of other kind of music. Um, and there's this there's this artist. He's one of the biggest producers in the reggaeton world. His name's Tiny. Yeah. And he has this label called Neon Sixteen. They just released a record with Jay Balvin, Bad Bunny, and Dua Lipa uh, on his label, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's a subsidiary of Motown, or they're yeah. collaborating with Motown. So it's a big player in the game. And the record just resonated with me. I'm like, fuck, man, I love this producer. I love what he's doing. 
I'm just going to make some artwork <laughs> inspired by this song, yeah. right? So I made like a, a, a you know, like a, a mock-up photo or cover art for that song. And I made it one night and I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to make this to get their attention. You know, they're going to love this shit, you know? So I made the artwork and I was in bed. I was in bed right before bed. I was just doing this and I was really focused. And I put the artwork on my Instagram story, tagged them, went to bed, woke up, the A&R DM'd me. Hey, man, this is really cool. He went through my page, liked all my artwork. He's like, damn, man, you're, this is really cool artwork. Uh, how much, how much are one of your pieces? You know, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. I didn't, re- I didn't realize this was going to happen so fast. Yeah. I just went to bed, woke up, I already got a DM. Um, so yeah. So I told him, Hey, if you really like this artwork, you know, I really li- enjoy what you guys are doing. Um, let me just send this to you on me, you know, and he was on a company retreat that got a private jet as a business. They went to Turks and Caicos and they were on a little company retreat. They were having dinner Mm. and he shows everybody at the table, including the producer that I love, uh, the artwork that I just gifted him, you know? So like he messaged me, he's like, Oh man, are you, are you sure? You know, I don't have a problem paying. I was like, no, please. You know, it's on me. You guys, I'm a fan of what you guys are doing. Yeah. It's just be an honor for me, you know, to give this to you. So after, after that, he was speechless. He even went on to write a post. He's like, I'm really on his Instagram. It's like, I work hard and I'm, he's an A&R and, and a manager of the label. Um, and he's like, and this guy gifted me with something and I'm just grateful for, for, you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys believing in our brand. And once they got the artwork, he again showed everybody and they invited me out. This was kind of like pre COVID when no one really knew what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. They're based out of Miami. They're like, dude, we're doing a showcase, doing art balls, and we would love to have you down. Oh, dive. Mind you, I just picked up a paintbrush like two weeks ago. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I was just like, I couldn't believe this shit. I'm like, dude. Um, okay, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to go to Art Basel, you know? Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen because I, I kind of was up on COVID before a lot of people were. Yeah. Uh, aware of what was happening with it, but yeah, it, it's just it, it's open doors that music has, and, and it sometimes I found it interesting. You know, A and R's he gets approached every day with music, mm-hmm. and I even told him, you know, in our in our conversations, like, hey, you know, I make music too. I just made uh, I have a collaboration with this other producer. He just you know he's a Grammy winning producer. Yeah. Um, he collaborates with Bad Bunny and. and um, Ricky Martin and a lot of other artists. He's like, oh yeah, we just had, we just did a record with him. I'm like, oh okay, this is really close. Like, cool, you know. Um, but our conversation would have ended there yeah. if it wasn't for the art. What you know what I mean? 100. It wasn't for something else that I have. That's still me, but uh, another angle. You know what I mean? Coming in um, and expressing myself from a different perspective. So. I thought that, that 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 was cool. Like that was my big takeaway. I was like, oh well, you know, this can open doors for me that maybe the music uh, isn't necessarily doing. I know it's a smaller niche that I'm working in, but I just thought that was a really cool story that happened this summer. And in that conversation, like 
you know, he's based out of, out of Miami, but every time he's going to come to LA, he's like, Hey man, let's, let's hang out and yeah, all these man. things like all of, off the, the strength of the art, you know, and, and that was, I still don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, I still don't know what's going to happen with that relationship because this, he's the biggest reggaeton producer right now, period. But you I think that's I mean? the so, thing is that it's, it's actually, I don't tell me if I'm wrong, but it's about actually not having any expectations and, oh yeah. and you literally just did a piece and ha- didn't expect anything. You're not, it's not like you're, you're DMing them and saying you have to have this piece of art. You're literally just tagging someone in it. If they see it sweet, if they don't, then fine. But the way you did it is, mm-hmm. is the cool way is the respectful way is how many times do you get people send you links on on your dms and they're like listen to my song it's like well that's not how you approach this if you know what i mean this this is not how you kind of build relationships up with people and man i fucking love that story it's great yeah and and you know had i had i went to our bazaar who knows what would have come out of that you know because at that time it was my understanding that J, J Balvin and Bad Bunny were hosting it. Yeah. You know, so it would have been a, kind of like a, a big deal, you know. Um, but even then, that connection's there and that story is amazing to me, you know, and I will always have that story with me and, and the opportunity is endless there. It's an open-ended opportunity there. And even, not even opportunities, you know, we just, we're cool now. Yeah. I talk to them, we talk about sneakers, we talk about, I try to talk about anything but music, but music. with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it was a it was a cool lesson for me in that, you know, I also if you put if you put that energy out there, I feel like I've been experiencing it since the beginning of launching this brand with Manolo. The, the, the it comes back tenfold. One hundred percent. It comes back in ways that that you could just never imagine, you know, and that little bit of extra effort goes a long way. I even have another story about that. I don't know if you mind. Go for it, man. I want to hear them. They make me happy. So there was a time where Manolo just launched and I just played EDC and I'm, I'm setting up to play uh househead's anniversary where it was like me, Brillstein, bot, uh, Chris Lake, and I can't remember. I have a very bad memory. I'm bad with names, <laughs> but so it was a it was a huge night. It was yeah. a it was a big night, um, and I always wanted to play at Sound, and so I took it really serious. Like you know, I I hired uh, Aladdin Adali to to yeah. shoot. I created a shot list for the night. Like this is what I want. This is what I want um, from the night just execute on these things and we'll be good, you know, and everything went as planned. You know, I, I'm a, I don't know if it's cheesy or not, but I was like, I had a, a vision for things of how the night was going to go. I was like, I'm going to get uh, an SUV and it's going to pull up this kind of way and, and we're going to get into it and you're going to shoot like this. And, you know, with with Uber with Uber it's kind of like a miss. You, you might get a minivan. You might get you, you don't you don't know what you're gonna get, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and, and I just like I told I told him the story. I was like, this is what I want. And uh, the SUV that I wanted pulled up. I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's beautiful. It looks great in this shot. Uh, we'll get in. You'll we'll get some B roll in the car, and we'll get to sound. And there'll be a line. And sure enough, there was a fucking crazy line. And we, we were met. And he's getting all these shots, you know. And you know, we do our set. The night goes as planned. And it's it was a crazy night. It was it was a wild night. And I told him, hey, give me this footage and right now. You know what I mean? Like we're at the club, so it's we just finished. That we our set was over. It's maybe one o'clock in the morning. I go home with the footage, and I'm editing at one o'clock in the morning. I'm editing the footage in the video. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm gonna be the first person out with anything from this night, you know. So the next day at twelve o'clock. I had created a little one minute video. Yeah. Um, and at that time I was like, cool. It's, it's out. I had zero expectation. And Chris Lake DMs me. He's like, Hey man, the song that's playing in this, is that your song? I was like, yeah, that's a new song coming out with, with, uh, with bot and I on, on in rotation. He said, Oh, cool. Can you send me these songs? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's, here's the email. And then he's asking me about the songs. I'm like, cool. He's like, hey, can you send me the waves too? And I'm like, fuck, okay, cool. He really wants these fucking songs, <laughs> you know? And for me, I'm like, holy shit. That 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 little bit right there was a huge payoff where I'm my wife was like, go to bed already. It's already late. You know, like it's time to go to bed. You already played. Yeah. Like, take a shower and go to bed. I'm like, no, I gotta finish this fucking video and I gotta put this out. <laughs> And sure enough, like, and, and the funny thing was I was at a day party and I was telling somebody uh, about the, the night prior. I was like, it was awesome. Chris Lake uh, played and, and I mean, Edge and Dance played. Um, and just as I said, Chris Lake, I remember my phone, you know, uh, had a notification. I look and it was Chris Lake DMing me. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you know, like, I couldn't believe this shit. I'm like, I, 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 my friend was like, are you okay? I was like, I was just. I just mentioned Chris Lake and now he's DMing me like <laughs> this is really, this is ridiculous, you know? So those, those things keep happening over and over and over again. Even uh, working with, with Andrea on some things with bot, we'll, we'll be talking about someone, right? Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about, Oh, maybe we should get this vocalist and the vocalist will fucking DM him. <laughs> That he hasn't talked to in years. In years, yeah. You know? And I'm just like, dude, this keeps on happening. This is so strange, you know? Do you know and why that happens, though? Or why I, I that, why do you believe it happens? Well, there's a there's an energy that you're putting out, yeah. right? And, and I, I don't know there's biology around it. It's an actual thing. There's an energy field that, that if, if you're strong enough and... and and if you're pure enough and clean enough, it's, it's even stronger, mm. uh, whatever you're putting out in the world. And they receive these things, you know, yeah. um, whether it's, it's just a feeling or emotion to just hit somebody up. It happens all the time, you know, where you're thinking about someone and they text you. Yeah. Uh, so it was just, it, you know, for, for all of 2019, if you, if you see any pictures of me, playing i wear a hat that says it has a marlboro logo and it says manifest yeah the entire year i'm like dude these these weird things keep on happening 
and I'm just going to keep on going for it and, you know, and, and keep on doing what I'm doing. But it's, it's a wild ride. You know what I mean? As, as a spectator in it all, you're just like, Oh man, this is just amazing. And even my wife was like, what? that next morning I was like, hey, see, you wanted me to go to bed. <laughs> I didn't, I finished this video and I put it out and, and then even with the, the, the bad bunny stuff too, I was like, I'm gonna make this I'm gonna, the intention. I'm, I remember it, it came from a wholesome place. Like I'm going to make this, they're going to love it. And I woke up and that's that A&R messaged me. I'm like, Oh fuck. It, you know, you do it without expectation of it really happening. That's the but thing. But it feels like it's gonna happen. That's you know, the thing. Like, I'm it's, gonna do this. It's it's not expecting that anyone's gonna do anything for you or give you anything or let you win or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. it happens, man. It happens for me, it happened as well. Like lot a lot of times in my career, especially when I started doing my own label side of things and kind of stepping away from the dirty bird and moving more into like the kind of the techno sounds. It happened to me, man. Like people were hitting mm-hmm. me up that I would never thought would hit me up. People were playing records of, of that I would never think they'd play my records. If you know what I mean, I didn't even know if they knew who I was. I don't think they even mm-hmm. knew who I was. Everyone thought I was fucking American for a long time. Um, <laughs> but it, if you're working towards something, can you just work and focus on that that thing that you want to achieve? It does eventually come, but it's mm-hmm. you can't be at the point where. Or that I find is that it will come when you least expect it. It will come when you least want it. The more you want it, the the less it will come. Mm -hmm. And the minute, for me, the minute I hold my hands up and be like, it's never going to happen. That's when it happens Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And I, I think for me, it's more that acceptance of, It's just not your time yet. It's just not now. Yeah. It's just whoever's, I'm not religious at all, but whoever's looking over you or whatever energies you're giving out or whatever, it's just not, they're just, it's just like, nah, mate, you got to wait a little bit longer and we're going to mm-hmm. make you sweat it out for a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. And then, bam, when at least, when you're least expecting it. In a form that you, that you at least expect the coming too. Like yeah. it, it's always, it's cool too, moving forward with no expectations because then you're, you're just, you're open to anything happening. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's another thing I, I learned with, with COVID uh, is that I was very specific in what I wanted. Yeah. And, and so that I didn't allow those special moments to occur. Mm. Uh, I didn't give much space for that. I was too. I was maybe too militant in exactly what I wanted out of, yeah. you know, a certain path. So I learned to let go of those things and and those expectations. And even with the art, even more so. You know, like I'm still grateful that people buy my stuff. You know, like it, it's uh sometimes I have to. I get competitive. I'm like, oh fuck. I told my wife, I was like, this has to sell out in 48 hours. I'm going to be pissed. And I'm like, fuck, people, people would just want to buy my stuff. Is That's good enough, yeah. whether or not I sell out. Even just selling one, you know, so it's 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 keeping yourself in check and keeping, like, the ego, like, yeah, all right, go sit down over there. You know, it's going to be all right. Dude. Yeah, man, I have that every show, every mm-hmm. single show. And my manager must hate me. It's like, 
hear like, dude, you sold 500 tickets. You sold 800 tickets. And I'm like, well, is it sold out though? And he's like, well, no, it's not sold out, but you still sold like 800 fucking tickets. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's not sold out. So (laughs) don't fucking tell me until it's sold out because I'm just going to be stressing about it. And then, and then, yeah, man, I totally relate to that. And, but I, I think that's the, for me, it's the want to always grow and always get better and always be not stagnant for me being stagnant being stuck in one position for a long period of time it scares the shit out of me mm-hmm. can't do it for me I, I struggle with just doing the same thing and not not moving forward well how are you dealing with these times then like how make, how are you so the beginning of lockdown the the podcast was always something that I wanted to do, which is why I stopped my radio show in twenty I think I stopped it in twenty eighteen or twenty no, twenty nineteen I stopped it. November twenty nineteen. And the podcast was something that I always wanted to do. And as my tour started last year, I bought all the equipment. I bought I bought a couple of the microphones when I was in, in Detroit and then coronavirus happened and I was like this is kind of perfect time so I started the podcast I was also writing so much music at the beginning of lockdown Mm. like unbelievable amounts of music um so pretty much I have all my records for this year kind of done already before before the beginning of the year um so the podcast kind of was taking up some time writing records was taking up some time. And then uh, towards the end of last year, I was just really, I was kind of struggling in the sense that I just feel like I haven't achieved anything new. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing like what is, what is life for me? If you know what I mean? Why? Like there's only a certain amount of music writing I can do because realistically there's only a certain amount of music I can put out. And I know that's, Mm -hmm. I, I know that's untrue. I could put out a record every week, but I want the records to be the best quality I could boss, mm-hmm. possibly put out. And I know that every record I write isn't my best quality, if you know what I mean. Um, just like I'm sure it's the same for you with music and, and art, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. every painting you do, you're not going to love. Um, so I was just like, what the hell am I going to do? So I, I, during also at the beginning of lockdown, I started working on a couple of other businesses outside of music Um, and they're kind of progressing forward more. And now I'm starting like another project for my food page and Mm -hmm. kind of going to build a few things through that. And realistically, I just, I just like to always be doing something productive I don't know about you, but just sitting down doing the same old, going in front of the computer trying to write music when your head's just not in it because you're thinking about everything else and you're thinking about why am I doing this? What's what's it going to get? Like, what am I going to get from this, if you know what I mean? I'm not in the mood to write music. Um, And also I've just been training loads. I've just yeah. been like, I live in a beautiful part of the world, so getting out and consistently training and getting to 
just go in in nature and just enjoy it really that's that's kind of how i've that's it's kind of you have a beautiful a beautiful life mate i have the fucking best life (laughs) you're taking care of your body you're trying out new things you're I, i feel like maybe the podcasting stuff maybe i don't know uh really gratifying i mean you're meeting people and you're learning you're having these conversations that you never get to get because everyone's always passing. Everyone's like, hey, you know, green room conversation only lasts 10 minutes and yeah. you're bound to be interrupted by somebody. Yeah. So it's like now you're having these long conversations that mean something, you know, and, and, and they're, they're sharing it with your audience that means even more. You know, I listen to your Shadow Child one and I'm like, holy shit. I listen to the whole thing, you know, yeah. one sitting and I'm just like, man, I got to peek into who he is as an artist that I never never knew yeah man i totally agree i think for me i've said this so many times on the on the podcast is that i would never all of these conversations i would never have had like Mm -hmm. even this conversation that you and i have like from the day i met you i knew that like we'd get on and i knew we could have a good relationship but we would never in the room for longer than an hour together and we were never together we were like with other people. The conversations never just concentrate on on you and I. It's literally everybody else. And some of the like we, some of the conversations I've had is just purely when it's just you and one other person. You can talk about whatever you want. There's no distractions, no mobile phones, no one asking mm-hmm. for a phone, no one bringing shots, no one doing this, no one doing that, and. I don't feel like we have conversations like this in our everyday lives, like ever. Yeah. Like when was the last time you were on the phone for even with your mates for an hour long, like mm-hmm. actually talking life, if you know what I mean. And, and talking about deeper subjects and the reasons why things happen and everything like that. It just happens. It's a classic example. Someone asks how you are and it's, yeah, I'm good. And you just move on. um and the podcast has been is great and realistically for me i don't i'd love i'd love millions of people to to listen to it and Mm -hmm. i i get caught up in that sometimes and i'm like talking to ryan my manager i'm like how can we grow this bigger how can we make it bigger blah 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 and then i'm like i'm only on my like 43rd episode i've got to do like another 600 before anyone's going to really give a fuck about it yeah and yet there's still we still get pretty good downloads and i'm like people are benefiting from it and as long as people are benefiting from it i'm benefiting from it the most because i'm just having these conversations yeah you're learning about the other person exactly just you know like on the spot in front of everyone yeah and it's it's selfish for me i'm i'm not doing this for anyone else really not and if anybody else wants to listen, then that makes me happy. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, life's life's pretty good. I I do have a great life. Although sometimes you can be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Today yeah. was one. Today was one of those days for me, where I'm just like, "Ah, oh, what? What? Where are we? What's going on in life? How are we getting on?" Oh man, who when? So there's those moments where you, where your perspective of things shift, 
and you, you, you're like jolted by what's happening on around you. Uh, for instance, for me, uh, you know, when that day that they stormed the Capitol, you know, and I'm not going to get into politics, but the, for me as, as a previous service member, I just held, uh, the U S in a certain spotlight in yeah. my, in my soul, you know, in my heart. Yeah. And when I saw that happen, I felt, I felt like where, what world am I living in? Yeah. You know, and did you want to go fuck him up? <laughs> it wasn't even that. Like I didn't. I was. I wasn't angry. I wasn't so much. I was just angry at the the execution of things. Like there's no way that they should have gotten into the Capitol. There was a lot yeah. of. This is the capital of the U.S. The Capitol building, and there's no way that they. There's there's security here. Yeah. There's private security there. There's so. I'm just like, man, it, it was just, it was really bad. It, it put me in a slump in that, you know, and of course I need to see that because that's just where we live right now. That's yeah. what, that's the truth, you know, and that's what's, what's happening. That's, but it, it there, there's those moments where your perspective of what's happening shifts because of something major, you know? Yeah. And for me, that was big, big, that was a big moment because a lot of my identity comes from me being proud to be American, to be a, 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 a veteran. And there's certain things that just don't happen. And that was one of those things that, that happened, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that just shifted me, you know? Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Those days that even, even today with what's happening in the stock market and, and, mm. and uh, a lot of manipulation going on and, and with one side always winning when they're losing the, yeah. the 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 game yeah. gets manipulated so that they don't lose you know so it's like well fuck is all this shit fake yeah you know what I mean you know we're we're just keeping occupied until we die yeah. and then that's it and they're just keeping us busy and working and supplying something bigger and being part of something bigger mm-hmm. uh, and that's another reason why I'm just I'll be I'll be happy at least being a creator I'm creating I'm doing something that means something to me yeah. And, and it's connecting with other people. So no, no matter what's really happening, uh, at least I'm doing what I love. And, and I told, you know, there's, there was a mega million lottery that happened the other day. And, and I was just talking about, you know, we don't play the lottery, but my wife and I were talking about it. And, you know, I don't even want that money. I wouldn't, yeah. even, I would never want that kind of money. You know, I'm happy with the pursuit that I'm on right now. Yeah. If I got a hundred million dollars, I'd be doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now. With it, with just being a little bit, uh, I would just donate more and give out, give more. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. as far as the path that I'm on, I'm good. I'm happy with that. You know, and so that was, that's the biggest thing that that I learned, or the the biggest thing that I try to keep in front of me all the time. It's like you know, there's a lot of things happening all day long, but you have to find those those core things that keep you happy and the path that you're on happy and and, and meaningful. You know? Yeah, man. I totally agree with you, and I think that's a fucking good way to end this. Um, it's a nice little message. But before yeah. we do, like, fully end, uh, how can people follow you, listen to your music, and buy your art? So uh, so all my socials are Manolo Was Here, and uh, the website is ManoloWasHere.com, and all the links are on all the socials to my music. So just Manolo on, on all the platforms. Uh, 
and yeah, that's it. You can find me. I'm most active on Instagram. So cool, come man. say hi. Do it. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a really, really nice conversation and I hope we can get to do this soon again. Yeah, man. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I appreciate you and um, I appreciate where you are in your in your world and sharing that with me. And thanks for the invite and I'd be happy to do it again in the future anytime. Anytime, man. Keep safe out there and hopefully catch you soon, all right? All right, brother. Big love Peace. to you. And that is a wrap absolutely loved that podcast it was um i needed that today it was it was really nice to just listen and kind of get his perspective on life it was it was important hope you enjoyed it please share it with everybody keep safe and i'll see you very soon big love